Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys. It's your girl, Autumn Miles. Hope you guys are doing well today. It was raining earlier, but the sun is shining and coming out, so I'm feeling better. (laughs) I I love sunshine. It's amazing. Also, got my nails done, got my lashes back on. I'm feeling like like a normal person, which is good. Uh, You know, got my hair bleached. We're good. We're good over here. Dan was just telling me how he has a haircut in like, you know, three years. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it really does do something to your psyche when you're like, okay, I feel like I'm looking a little better, looking a little bit more like myself. Um, yes, hopefully all of you guys are partaking in the new newfound freedom, um, that, which is the slow process that we have here in North Texas. Uh, for those of you that are listening via podcast, I know not everyone has the same freedom that we have down here in Texas, so we love you so much. Hang with me. Um, if you are listening in North Texas on the word, and you happen to miss the show or you miss, min, missed several shows due to whatever, um, make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, a lot of you guys are downloading it. A lot of you guys are subscribing. I love hearing from you. Tell me. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear about my lashes or no? <laughs> Actually, I'm probably not going to stop talking about them, but um, we love to hear from you guys on a regular basis, and it's so encouraging. Uh, I have a word for you guys today that I personally love. Um, a couple of weeks ago, God really hit me with this really strong. Um, the word is this. Uh, they aren't going to release us from quarantine. God is going to send us out. Very different perspective from what I think we feel. I think, um, you know, the world has been kind of shut in and now the states are opening up and things like that. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, um, a lot of us needed, it, especially as extroverts, we're like, let me have at people. And even, at, even, even though I'm feeling, let me at people, there's still the social distancing and things like that in place, but it's just nice to be amongst people, you know, but a couple of weeks ago, pre, um, pre-release, uh, I was reading this passage of scripture, which I will read to you. And it changed my whole perspective about being released from quarantine. God told me very clearly, you aren't, they're not going to release you. I am going to send you back out into the world to do what I've called you to do. There's a very different perspective there. You know, sometimes we're waiting on somebody else. And on the one hand, we're waiting on someone else. And on the other hand, we're waiting on God to send us on purpose to accomplish his purpose for us. It changed my whole perspective about it. 
Um, the title of what I want to talk to you guys about today is how do we move on from here? Um, I know personally in, in my profession, you know, I'm a speaker. <laughs> I speak at events. Ain't nobody having no event right now. Like even J-Lo ain't going to no event, okay? Um, we, you know, the NBA season was canceled, uh, the, hopefully the football season will remain intact. I don't, I haven't heard anything about it. Dan, do you know anything about the football season? No, you don't know. No, okay. I do not. I did hear something about the baseball season. It seems as if they're going to try to do a late, later season. Did you hear that, Dan? No, I did not hear about that. Yeah. Anyway, see, see what I mean? My profession has definitely taken a hit. Uh, every event whatsoever. And you guys, I had some events this year that I, um, of course, every event I look forward to. Every single one. I love to meet you. I love to see you. By the way, if you're looking for a speaker and whenever you're ready to start booking, I would, I would love for you to um, consider me as part of that, especially right now. I'm like, let me add him. I feel like I've been caged in forever. So I'm like ready to talk about God's word. But we, here we, we, our lives have been really affected some more than others. And we've been cooped up. Things aren't going to be the same. They might look the same, but we're not going to be the same as we leave. You know, we might have the impression that you know, we can go to Chipotle and get a burrito and sit down and eat it, but we won't be the same when we leave because we've experienced something together. And as I was thinking of how do we move on from here, how do we move forward? What is God asking of us when we move forward? Um, the scripture that absolutely got my attention and really rocked me was John 20. 19. Now, John 20, 19 through 29, I'm going to read all of them. But here we have right after the resurrection, we find all of the disciples hanging out and they are sheltering in place, if you will. Here we have had Jesus who they were discipled by for three years. They watched the miracles that he did. I mean, these, these guys were living their best life. Jesus had taken them from fishermen. He had taken them from just really sort of um, normal lives. And he had said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So here we have these 12 disciples, and there was lots of disciples. I mean, these were, the, these were the first 12 disciples that were called. But here we have these 12 men, 11, really, because Judas had committed suicide at this point. We have these men in the Garden of Gethsemane. So that they, they were, uh, you know, really falling asleep, but they were with Jesus just... Uh, a day, day, day or two or three before. They had no idea what was getting ready to happen. And because of the crucifixion and because of the burial of Jesus and because of the fear of the Jews, you see, they were fearing the Jews and we were fearing Corona. 
It forced them into a shelter in place, if you will. They are fearful. All their livelihoods up until that point that were taken away. They had they had put so much faith in Jesus. And all of a sudden, within hours, he's crucified. No doubt during that weekend, that Friday to Monday, the crucifixion to Sunday morning, they were asking themselves all sorts of crazy questions. What, what are we doing? Who did we follow? What is happening? Clearly, they weren't talking about anything um, like, oh, Jesus resurrected from the dead, because we see that um, Mary uh, and and, uh, Martha went to the tomb, and they were trying to anoint the dead body of Jesus. So the disciples in the shelter in place, they were not really... um, talking about the fact that he, oh, well, he, three days later, he resurrected from the dead. They weren't even talking about that because we see um, Mary running in and, and we see her telling them, hey, I've seen the Lord in John 20, 18. I've seen the Lord. So they weren't talking about hope while they were sheltering in place. They were probably talking about what in the world is going to happen to our lives. We've committed our lives to this guy, and now all of a sudden he's dead. And I feel like that's kind of what happened to us here. We were living our best life pre-corona. You know, we were, maybe we were killing it at our job. We were being successful. Maybe we just got our mortgage paid off, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden corona hit within a couple days, we were sheltering in place and we're wondering to ourselves, what in the world just happened? Yep. Here we have the disciples sheltering in place. Let's go to the text. I want to read it uh, to you. John 20, verse 19 says this. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, which would have been the Sunday of the resurrection, and when the doors were shut, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, like I said before, they were fearing the Jews. We were fearing Corona. Jesus came, he came, and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. So here we have, in the midst of their confusion, in the midst of their questions, in the midst of their being terrified about what the future holds, you know, uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but I am human. And I know what humans talk about when there is a disruption of the plan. We see Jesus. They're not running to Jesus. Jesus shows up exactly where they are. And he says this to them, which I don't think more beautiful words have ever been spoken in the middle of a shelter in place. 
he doesn't say, why don't you guys stop asking questions? Here I am. I did what I said I'm going to do. He doesn't scold them. He doesn't talk to them about, hey, don't you remember when I said I was going to be raised on the third day? He doesn't talk to them about the Garden of Gethsemane and about how they all fell asleep. And don't you see how I really needed you during that time? That's not what he says. He doesn't even allude to judgment. He looks at them and he says the first words out of the resurrected Jesus's mouth while his disciples were freaking out, sheltering in place was this. Peace be with you. If that's not a picture of the God I know, I don't know what is. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace is me and I am with you. Peace is with you. One of Jesus's names that is prophesied in Isaiah is the Prince of Peace. So Jesus is peace. He is the person of peace. And he is with you. The first things out of Jesus's mouth was an answer to what he already knew their souls and their hearts needed, which was peace. And when he had said this, after he proclaimed peace, he showed them his hands and his sides. And the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. They realized, oh, snap. This is actually Jesus. We haven't been talking about uh, him being resurrected or we never would have sent Mary to um, anoint his body with spices. Ointment. We really didn't believe that he would resurrect or, um, you know, we probably would have been a little bit more joyful here. But then he shows them, listen, I am the Lord, shows them proof. And this is the second thing out of his mouth to his disciples. And I couldn't get this out of my head as I was reading this not long ago. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. And this is when it got good in my spirit. As the Father sent me, I also send you. In the midst of this instability of, of what we've been facing We've been cooped up. We've been asked to shelter. We've been asked to do really what a lot of people think is unthinkable. Certainly, it's been, I mean, <laughs> who would have thought? I'm sure the disciples thought that. Who would have thought? They've gathered. They're together. And rather than them just taking it on themselves to go and to preach the gospel. Jesus says something very important. As the Father sent me, 
I also send you. It got me thinking about us. We aren't going to be released. God is sending us out. I want you to think for a minute about the millions of Christians who have been sheltering in place right now that do that know that Jesus is God and they've accepted his forgiveness for their sins and they've been cooped up and the millions. And I do believe that there is a great, great revival that is percolating even right now. I do believe that with everything in me because God has got our attention. He had gotten the disciples' attention. He had said uh, through through the the crucifixion and the and now the resurrection, they were awake. They were not so concerned about feeding the five thousand and healing the leopards. They were like, "Oh my goodness, something just happened. Something just changed. My spirit is awake. I am alert." And that is what I feel like God has just done for our entire world. But the Christians right now that are sheltering in place, I really do believe that there has been a purification that God has done. God, you got my attention. I really do believe that we are looking at our lives a little bit differently and things that we can live without and things that we should live without and things that have been uh, easily entangling us and weighing us back. I think I think we're going to find in the next few months and and. Call me crazy, but I believe this is a prophetic word from the Lord. I really do see in the next few months, we're going to see people more on fire for the Lord than we have in a really, really long time. Why? Because God has taken everything we thought we needed away from us, and we realized we never needed it to begin with, and we have been set free mentally from things we thought we needed. So with this kind of internal mental heart work that God has been doing on us believers, hopefully, as we've been sheltering us in place, there is a preparation, I believe, for him sending us out that he is also doing. I pray for our government officials all the time. But the power that has been given to them has been given to them by God. I, I, I so respect anyone who would take on the office of a servant and serve their communities. And yes, it might say, yes, you're released. The quarantine is lifted. But on another note, I believe that God has is sending us out as believers into the world better, purified, pruned, passionate, and ready to preach the gospel. They aren't releasing us. God is sending us out, just like he did his disciples. Verse 22 says this, John 20, 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. I want to talk to you about verse 22 for a second, because I think during this time of sheltering in place, here Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit to his disciples. 
But I also believe that, like I, I have just said, the Holy Spirit has done a huge work in us. We have received things from the Holy Spirit. I don't think we're even going to know for a while. Lessons, freedom, awareness. I don't want our churches to be the same. I want them to be re-energized. I want them to be more powerful than they've ever been before. I want us as believers, as the church, as the bride, as the body of Christ. I want us to go out and I want us to do whatever we can to further the gospel of Jesus. And that is exactly what the disciples did. They were cooped up, yes, but Jesus showed up with peace. And he said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And I wonder today to that um, person that is been hesitant of the call of God on your life. I wonder that person that has known there was a call of God on your life. You've known for some time, maybe you're to go in one direction or another. Maybe you are to stop um, messing around with the corporate world and get into ministry Maybe you're to take that sacrifice and to go be a missionary. Maybe you're to plant that church. Maybe you're to go to school to be a counselor because the world desperately needs biblically sound counsel. And you're looking around and you're thinking, wow, I don't really know what is going on (laughs) right now. But I do know this, when they let us out and as they let us out, I'm not just going to be released. I'm going to look at this freedom as being sent by God to finally accept and stop rejecting the call that is on my life. You know, when the disciples were released, they went out in thousands. They, they are the reason that we believe. Their sending of Jesus and their receiving of the Holy Spirit is the foundation for what we are experiencing today. Their fruit has grown fruit, which has grown fruit, which has grown fruit, which has grown fruit, and we are a part of it. When Jesus said, I'm sending you out, it was because he knew they needed to be sent in order for the gospel to stay alive and to affect the world until he comes back. I believe that God is sending you out. They're not releasing you. He's sending you. And take this 
show as confirmation that whatever the Lord has placed in your heart to do for his name, for his glory, now's the time. I know there's been things in my own life that I feel like God has been asking me to do. And I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger pre-corona, but now I just, I can't wait. I can't wait any longer. The time is now for me to do what I feel like God has asked me to do. He is sending us out into the world to affect it. Maybe we were too selfish pre-quarantine. Maybe we were too prideful. Maybe we were spending all of our energy on stuff that doesn't matter. Maybe we were too obsessed with celebrity or too obsessed with how we look or, or too obsessed with, you know, making money or too obsessed with the cars we drive. And you know what? Now that that's all really been been peeled back and we, 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 we find we didn't really need it to begin with, we're in a different mindset. Jesus is sending you. And I wonder today if you would receive this word and be sent out to do what he has been asking you to do for so long. I hope this encourages you. A little bit different message uh, today, but just as important. Um, I love this whole idea that here he did exactly what we've been experiencing with uh, the disciples. I feel like it it, it was just um, good insight to my own soul from the spirit of God. Um, So you're sent, you're sent. Go do it. I love you guys so much. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Autumn The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.